0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? No. Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings Free-to-Play Pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo, and they're offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs, and the best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings Free-to-Play Pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events, and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve total victory. Questions will range from mental count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings pools page to get to your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 64. Andy here, uh, and I don't know about the rest of you, but my head is absolutely spinning. It is Wednesday night, and the first day of NHL free agency has officially, well, I guess not officially, but is pretty much drawn to a close, and man, I cannot remember it being this busy uh, in a very long time. I mean... I think that's the reality of the new salary cap era in which we live, especially with a static cap. Teams are—you have teams that are going for it. You have teams that are desperately trying to uh, shed salary. You have teams that just saw Tampa win back-to-back cups and are trying to copy the blueprint exactly. And man, we've seen a lot of shocking moves. We've seen a lot of shocking non-moves from teams, which I'm sure we'll get into. And uh, yeah, it's just. It, it's definitely, I, I got no work done today. I, I was essentially just looking at my phone, refreshing my Twitter feed constantly, and just swimming in blue check marks trying to see who was going where. Um, Yeah, oh, also, obviously, as you can tell, James is not here tonight. He is uh, caught working. Him and I have been playing a bit of podcast tag back and forth the, the past couple of weeks, but we are going to be recording Monday's episode together. Uh, So when you hear us again on Monday morning, we will be together. We'll give our collective thoughts on everything coming from who the Rangers uh, drafted during the draft to any moves they have made subsequently in uh, free agency. Uh, Like I said, it's just the busiest two weeks of the offseason right now uh, between the expansion draft, the NHL draft, and now free agency opening. Um, And I guess we'll start with the Rangers. I mean... Not much. <laughs> I know everyone was expecting the Jack Eichel mega trade to go down today, but I mean, between reports of Kevin Adams keeping his ask high and being comfortable waiting to get the offer that he wants and that you have teams have all kind of slowly backed out and then made other moves to take them out of the running salary wise. Yeah. I mean, it's, been reported that uh, from numerous Rangers beat writers and also from just uh, more uh, general pundits like Elliot Friedman and um, you know, a few others that the yeah, the Rangers and Buffalo have never really gotten very close. I think the sticking point seems to be Buffalo is asking for a, uh, a King's ransom, obviously, because that they feel that if they're going to trade their, Number one center, who is only 25 years old, whether that he has injury issues or not, that they want to get compensated because players like this do not usually come in the market. Uh, but obviously, teams kind of feel differently. They don't. They want to acquire Jack Eichel, but they don't want to give up their best, pro, uh, you know, prospects and a, a number of picks and just even some young promising prospects or players that they currently have on their team for someone who might be hurt uh, and might never. <laughs> We might have seen the best Jack Eichel that we are going to see, and he might never be the same after this neck injury. But I'm not sure if medicals have been shared with any teams. Has it gotten that close? I don't know. Um, I do. I have seen that there are reports that Eichel's camp is growing increasingly frustrated the longer this goes on, and I don't blame them. Um, but, yeah, it just it seems to be – uh, yeah, no one's blinking right now. Uh, Chris Drury, we know the Rangers have interest. Uh, there's a lot of – Speculative packages flying around everywhere. Uh, I think right now, I think there's a, the, the general speculation on Twitter and on social media seems to be that the ask would be some ask between a first-round pick, Philip Hiedel, uh Vitaly Kraftsoff, and then a defenseman such as uh, Braden Schneider and Nils Lungfist. Uh, Larry Brooks was cryptically tweeting out things about the Rangers should not include players like Schneider or Lundquist and that it would be the same old, same old for them to go down this path. And they're trying to do things differently. And listen, you obviously have to take whether whether it's things that are clearly coming from the Buffalo side of things to drive up interest, but also the other teams to drive interest uh, down or drive the price down. You have to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Larry and vince and other beat writers for that matter can could definitely be fed information that the rangers want out there because uh you know even under this not that jeff Gordon was you know much of a, a chatty Cathy, but drury seems even more cloak and dagger and keep things under wraps so it's not surprising we haven't heard much from the rangers camp or even even their their it's mostly speculation from most of their beat writers but uh yeah, that speculation seems to be that the Rangers are not going to move for the price, and and as they shouldn't, because like you said, there is some risk there. I mean, I think it gets to a point, uh, especially with this, you're not going to trade for a Jack Eichel um, without it stinging a little bit, because obviously you're not going to. It's not going to be easy, but it's it all the, uh, at the same time. You're not going to. You don't want to cut your toes off to do so. So I mean. We can talk on this podcast philosophically about whether or not the Rangers should trade for Jack Eichel when James is back. But just for now, there's clearly interest there that's been reported for the Rangers. But uh, you have multiple teams that have apparently kicked the tires and had interest. But no one is really, no one wants to pony up. And that doesn't surprise me. Um, Continuing on the Rangers trend, the Rangers signed... They didn't do nothing today, but they didn't do anything really earth-shattering, but they just signed, a, made a couple of signings. Um, we had talked about Patrick Nemeth being linked to the Rangers a few days ago, and that gets done uh, three years at 2.5 uh, mil per year, so nothing really seismically earth-shattering, not really an overpay, Not, but certainly not a bargain either, but uh, I really like this signing. Um, not sexy, obviously, but... Clearly an upgrade from what the Rangers have been running on their back end the last couple seasons. Uh, underlying numbers for Namath look pretty good. You know, I think much has been made that he had a real rough playoff for Colorado uh, Yeah, during the playoffs, this past playoffs. But honestly, until maybe his some struggles this season, he's just been a solid third-pairing shut down defenseman. Doesn't really generate much offense, but is good in his own end. He snuffs out de- offenses in his own end, and he can play heavy in front of his net. He's got some size. He's got some uh, toughness to his game, which I'm, is clearly seems to be the the hashtag of the, I guess, the season or the offseason for the Rangers. And I think the idea of him being Swedish and having some familiarity uh, with both... Mika Zibanejad, they won a World Junior Championship together. And, uh, yeah, and also I think the plan is for him to be a mentor of sorts for Nils Lundqvist as he should hopefully be making his NHL debut next year so he can be someone who can help insulate him a bit if when slash when Nils starts on the third pairing. So, yeah, I really like the signing. I mean, clear upgrade over players like Biteto and Hayek and uh, even potentially Brendan Smith and I mean honestly the writing is on the wall for all three of those players it was reported that the Rangers were going to move on from Smith which is sad I mean he his tenure with New York I would say it was up and then it was down and then it kind of came back up again so he'll definitely be missed he was a de facto leader for a lot because just based on how old he was and how long he'd been in the league and how young the Rangers have been but yeah, I mean, well-liked by his teammates. He really stepped up and took care of Capo uh, he in his first year in the league. I think he drove him to the practice rink and helped him get his uh, situated and his feet under him. And yeah, he was just a consummate uh, leader and pro and was loved in the locker room. So whatever happens to Brendan Smith, I wish him the best of luck. Hopefully he can find uh, one more nice gig somewhere with another team before he rides off into the sunset probably in the maybe not so distant future. Uh, other than that, the Rangers also do a couple of other death signings. Uh, they sign Greg, like McKeg, He's back in New York, uh, man. Uh, I did not think we'd see Kegger back, but you know, I think the clearly, again, I said the Rangers were probably going to look for a, as much jam for depth jam as they def jam, depth jam. That's hard to say uh, for the extra forwards and for their fourth line as possible. They also signed Dryden Hunt uh, from Arizona, and I really like this signing. I know I just said that, but I do like this signing. Again, uh, 25 years old, so still has some runway ahead of him. Good underlying numbers in terms of his uh, defensive metrics. His own entries seem to be pretty good. And, yeah, I mean, this these are the type of signings, because I know obviously Rangers fans have been opining the fact that the uh, the Barclay Goodrow contract was a bit of an overpay, and that why can't we, or the Rangers find and then develop their own, you know, Barclay Goodrows or Blake Coleman's, just like Tampa did. But uh, this this is a guy who could be a candidate for that. Honestly, I mean, that's the thing. Especially you add Sammy Blay to a fourth line that could consist of some combination between. McKeg and Rooney and Barron and, and Sammy Blay, hell even Barkley Gaudreau. And if if that's the way the dominoes fall and it's depending on the game or the opponent. And I think that's a good, that's good bottom six depth. I mean, the Rangers have bottom six has been an absolute tire fire, but just the, the more, uh, I guess, experience and depth they can have down there and, and guys that can actually play and have can drive play in the right direction. I mean, that benefits the Rangers, and I obviously right now between the, I guess the the lack of uh, compensation in the Buchnevich trade to the Goudreau overpay. Obviously, the Rangers or fans of the New York Rangers are very critical of Chris Drury's moves right now, and everything he does is kind of like, oh, just Tom Wilson has Chris Drury shook. He has the New York Rangers shook, and I mean. I right my feelings right now are that that's both overblown but it's also clearly a factor. I mean even Jeff Gorton uh, when he was doing draft coverage during the draft, he was on the panel and then and then also they were interviewing JD, so it was really a quick kick in the gut the second that broadcast came on because you're you're talking to Jeff Gorton and then you're throwing in interviews with JD in Columbus and yeah, it hurt, it stung, but anyway, back to my point. That even uh, Gorton made a comment. He's like, I don't know if you've heard this. New York Rangers are apparently trying to get harder to play against, which is one of the reasons that he got was let go or summarily fired, however you want to phrase it. Um, but here's the thing. These are players that, yes, they are gritty and they're tough, whatever, but they can play. They They can clearly play hockey as well, which is good. That's what you want. You want balance on your team. You want players that will be usable in a role that aren't going to you're going to have to lose eventually because their contract demands will be too high. Uh, But they can also, maybe they don't put the puck in the net, but they drive play in, in the right possession. It kind of spreads the goal scoring and the wealth around for the bottom six. And that's good. And I mean, that's pretty much what you want. I, that's obviously the Rangers are trying to do. And I mean, you look at some of the moves, the other teams in the Metro have made today and just in the past week or since the expansion draft. And, there's a lot of up and up and down from a lot of teams, you know, teams, everyone did some good stuff and they also did some head scratching stuff. I mean, I look at Philly and they start off real good with a Ryan Ellis signing. Uh, they, they finally end the Nolan Patrick experiment, but then again, they give up all that, all that, uh, draft capital for Rasmus Ristolainen, who boy, who's just hasn't been good. Uh, as long as I can remember, uh, you know they they acquire Keith Yandel, obviously familiarity with Av and Kevin Hayes there in Philly, so a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a, I guess homecoming if you will, but yeah, they also trade for Martin Jones and it's just some real head some of the, you know some, a lot of head scratching moves. Uh, of course, Zach Parise is being linked to the Islanders. I assume that's going to happen, but they don't get Suter. They they do get Parise though, but. You know he's older, so yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Boston made a lot of moves, uh, a lot of parts in and out. It's kind of it remains to be seen whether or not they're well coached. Cassidy is a great coach, but it remains to be seen whether they're better or worse for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I mean, the Rangers do look like they got better on paper, though. They're one of the teams that summarily look that even if you're not, they lose Bujinovich, which sucks. But I think just in terms of it hurts to lose them, but their bottom six gets that much better. Um, and yeah, the kids take a, another step next season, hopefully, whether, if they're still there, uh, barring an Eichel trade for Jack Eichel, but between, you know, Heel and Keandre Miller and Kako and Lafreniere, if they all take the steps they're supposed to, and I know it feels like we've been saying this for a couple of seasons now, but it's true. They ascend to their anointed roles in the top six, take on the more responsibility, but if they are the players that you, the Rangers truly believe they were acquiring when they drafted them, then, yeah, it's a be, it's a better team. Finally, before we move on to the rest of the moves made in free agency, uh, the Rangers make one more signing for the day. Uh, they signed Jared Tenorti, uh to a two-year contract for 900000 per. per. Uh, and, I mean, listen, everyone knows Jared Tenorti is here to be a seventh defenseman who suits up four times a year. Uh, subsequently those four times a year will be when Tom Wilson is also playing in those games. So there is experience there, uh, there, the, the clip of their last fight is already going around Twitter. Again, the Rangers want to get tough. They, <laughs> they have a Tom Wilson problem as everyone likes to keep reminding us, uh, whether you believe it or not, doesn't really cost them anything. Tenorti himself is a replacement-level player. He's not going to play very much, and if he does, it's not the end of the world. It's not like you're putting, uh, man. I'm just thinking back of the <laughs> Cody McLeod or Tanner Glass out there. Uh, man, the Rangers have had a uh, quite a carousel of, uh, you know, uh, of muscle the last few seasons. So, but no, Tenorti, yeah, he was serviceable uh, for the Bruins last season when he played and yeah, he's a guy who can punch Tom Wilson in the face. So I guess that's why he's here, which leads us to just some of the other notable moves made around the league during free agency. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. Obviously it kind of was almost all kicked off by the surprise trade of flurry, uh, right before the free agency window opened. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, They really did him dirty on that one. But at the same time, and this is not an excuse, but you see teams are being absolutely ruthless when it comes to shedding salary just because that's the reality of a static cap due to COVID and just the salary cap error in general and just trying to win championships. Uh, And you're better off just making the moves and and apologizing about it tomorrow. I mean, a lot of unpopular (laughs) moves around the league between just... uh, just treating flower you know the the first ever golden night like this to montreal just drafting logan uh, mayu even though he renounced his eligibility from the draft which you you can't do but it was more of a a formal gesture just to be like you know i f- i f- i fucked up and i shouldn't until i should do my pup, my penance i shouldn't be able to be drafted, uh, which I agree with, he shouldn't have been drafted, and of course, teams were apparently already looking to pick him up in the second, so round, so Montreal picked him up, uh, which Jesus, uh, I don't want to get into it right now, but, and then obviously the Canes uh, signed Tony D'Angelo to a one million, one one-year contract today, so yeah, just between those three teams are, they really are, honestly are more concerned about the cap. It seems than maybe the public opinion and blowback, uh, they were like, it'll blow, you know, that'll blow over, but that cap hit will stay with you or just your cap situation can, yeah, affect your chances at victory. And so they're, they're just banking on these moves, ultimately helping them moving forward and just dealing with the repercussions of it. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of other surprising moves, I guess. And then some, some not so surprising moves, not so surprising, Gabe Landeskog does return to Colorado. And I don't think he ever really wanted to leave. I just think he felt that he should be paid what he feels he's worth, just as what he means to that team. But ultimately I think Sakik was wise to just, you know, not I mean, in the in the end, I I, I forget what the, the contract figure was, but um yeah, I mean he wasn't going anywhere. If he wants to A get paid, but also more importantly, if he wants to win a Stanley Cup, his best bet is to stay put because that's a team that's right on the cusp. They'll figure it out. They're probably winning a cup in the next couple of seasons, you know, if, if you ask me. But, yeah, so smart move for Landis uh, it's Yeah, I mean, why would you go anywhere else, right? Uh, what else? Oh, Ryan Suter signs with the Dallas Stars. They were apparently high interested in him. Uh, and his services, even at his age, he's been, still been a good defenseman. He's not what he once was, but, uh, what's the, what's the phrase It's like, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And I think that's what they're hoping on. Uh, Dallas is a team that has been a above average defensive team for the last, uh, actually among some of the tops in the league, I think the last couple seasons, you know, seem to be well-structured and coached. So that's a good place for him. It's a good fit. You know, you don't want to, as he gets older, you want to put him in a position to succeed, not like taking Duncan Keith and throwing him to the tire fire of a back end. That seems to be the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Oh yeah. Duncan Keith went to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, everyone knows that by now though. Uh, Blake Coleman ends up going to the Calgary, which was surprised me. Uh, I know a lot of teams were interested. Boston was interested. The Rangers were interested, obviously. I'm sure every team was interested you know, just much, much like Barkley Goodrow. It's that, uh, yeah, he won a cup. We won two two cups. And he signs for six years, $4.9 million, which seems like a lot, but, I mean, he's a good player. He drives excellent results on the ice. And, yeah, I think sometimes fans get really locked into, and teams as well, honestly, they get locked into the idea that the, this player is a whatever line player, and they're not kind of looking at some of maybe the, uh, the nuance there or the bigger picture. So... But yeah, happy for him. He clearly wanted to get paid. He was looking for an upgrade comparing what he was making on his last contract. So I'm happy he gets the money he feels he's owed. Excuse me, I have the sniffles. Um, yeah, and obviously, listen, I'm not going to go through every trade that happened. That would just take me all night. Just wanted to mention some of the notable ones. Uh, I mean, just right across the river, Dougie Hamilton goes to the New Jersey Devils. And yeah, I mean, listen, I... It pains me to say this, and um, although I'm sure Neil Villapiano from Devil's State of Mind podcast will love to hear this, and our friend the Gibby. Yeah, the Devils, are they've done a good job. I mean, I don't think Ryan Graves is that seismic of a change for them, but they're getting a little bit more experience. Big boys. I mean, Doug Hamilton is an excellent defenseman. He is one of the best defensemen in the NHL mm-hmm. currently. Obviously, the hope for the Devils is that at 28 years old of today, you hope that the Devils are ready to contend while he stays, yeah, uh, close to his prime, which he seems to be in right now. Because once he's two years from, away from 30, and as we know that not all defensemen age like fine wine, or some of them just, they can be excellent one season, and then they can fall off a cliff the next, and sometimes it's a little bit more gradual. Uh, you don't know. But listen, I, I you got to give the Devils kudos. They have... Accru- accrued a lot of assets the last couple seasons, and they say you know what we we feel like our cupboard's kind of uh excuse me our cupboard is kind of stocked, so it's time to make some moves here and go for it because as you know, you can't perpetually rebuild or else you'll end up like some of the other more unfortunate t- teams in the n h l you got to know when to hold them and no one to fold them as uh, the gambler was famous for saying other than that. Uh, off the top of my head, goaltenders moving around. Freddie Anderson gets signed by Carolina. Uh, Philip Grubauer goes to the Kraken. Uh, Vanachek goes from the Kraken back to the Capitals. Oh, and uh, speaking of the Kraken, Jaden Schwartz, who is James's favorite player who's not a New York Ranger, uh, goes to the Kraken. So he is now, I'm sure, an unofficial Kraken fan. He'll be following that closely. Uh, Brian Elliott goes to Tampa, adding veteran backup presence there. Uh, Our old friend Antiranta goes with Freddie Anderson to Carolina. So uh, Carolina definitely looking to shore up some uh, goaltending issues. they, I guess they have in the wake of trading Nedeljkovic to uh, Detroit. And, I mean, a big... A big thing for the Rangers is Philip Deneau off the free agency board goes to the LA Kings, which, you know, James and I are on the record of saying we would have really liked Deneau for the cost of what it would probably cost to have acquired him. We would have liked him to be a Ranger just because his he's underrated offensively. You know, obviously people make a lot about the fact that he doesn't put up a lot of counting stats, but... Yeah, he's not very good on the power play, but his even strength point production is very strong. He's clearly one of the best uh, two-way players in centers in the league. And, yeah, just the cost of what it's being projected to cost to get Jack Eichel, I think it's worth more to pay Dano a lot, but less than Jack Eichel and not lose all those assets. But that ship has sailed, so I, James and I are going to have to find a new pie in the sky to have. Uh, so, yeah, but, hey, man, L.A., you know, they're clearly much like New Jersey. They're saying, "All right, we still have Kopitar and Dowdy, and what? You know, listen, uh, they're they're gonna try to go for it again, I guess. They, they, re, you know, I guess they're comfortable with the fact that they'll eventually Turcotte and Byfield, and that you know, Akil Thomas and all their other prospects will be ready to go. And you know, they do they do have a lot of good Rasmus Kapari. They have a lot of great prospects eventually, but they're gonna try to go for it now. And I I mean. Obviously, another team that's trying to do similar is the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, they again they've they've maybe have traded for Flurry, although we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, if they Flurry doesn't want to report, he retires, then all that cap hit just goes into the ether and no reca- cap recapture, and Vegas is off the, the books, got free. And uh, I think Chicago gave a prospect, but he was still going to he his rights would be owned by Vegas. but He was still going to play for the Blackhawks, their system, so it didn't really matter uh but yeah listen Blackhawks they signed Seth Jones to a monster deal they they trade seabrook's contract for Tyler Johnson. I don't even know if seabrook's still playing whatever uh yeah his contract for tyler Johnson. they i think they signed, they signed uh or they traded excuse me for Nikita zadorov, so yeah, I guess they're going for it too, but unlike l a where I can maybe see it i don't I don't see it, and I think uh some pundit was saying that now this surely makes the Blackhawks a cup contender, and I don't know what planet they're living on, but unless, although, you know, in fairness, I mean, yeah, they kind of, they were middling, bubbling team last season, but it just kind of, the wheels fell off, but I don't know, stranger things have happened, I guess, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, they figure they're going to go, they got, they shed uh, Keith and Seabrook, so all that's left is, Jonathan Taze, if he does come back next season, which I think he's supposed to, would be ready for camp. And Patrick Kane, uh, maybe one last uh, kick at the can before those two. Eventually, they have to figure out what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, man, it's just a lot of movement. And obviously, we usually see movement, but it's like the big names and like some of the... It's just very strange to see a lot of... Where the NHL is starting to become more like the NBA in that not maybe the same level where it's like premier players are on the move, but just guys that they do have a little weight to themselves and they say, Hey, you know what? I can, I deserve to get paid more or I want to go where I can be competitive and I'm not going to be shy about it. I'm not just going to take my lumps until I'm a free agent. You know, if I'm feeling I'm wasting my career. And I mean, listen, everyone's making a lot about this Jack Eichel, but I mean, look at what the Oilers have done. You, you shake your head at what Ken Holland is doing up there to help McDavid it's not much. Yes. You get Zach Hyman. Great. You sign Zach Hyman in free agency, but everything else they've done doesn't really help them. I just, it, arguably their def- defense looks almost a little bit worse. Uh, although, you know, I did like, uh, I think they traded Ethan bear for Warren Fogle from Carolina, which I like, but I mean, other than that, they, they, tr- they, they signed Cody CC, which is stupid. Uh, I think they, Derek Ryan, it's just, man, I mean, we're talking all this about Eichel, but if if another, let's, let's say for uh, shits and gigs, the Oilers miss the playoffs again next season. I mean, yes, they were just in the playoffs, but I'm saying, let's say they miss it again, like, cause they have, they've been in and out and in, you know, in and out. So, I mean, at some point, McDavid is just enough, right? It, you're going to have the same situation you have with Eichel, although with the potentially the best player in the world. So. That'll be fascinating. I mean, I love chaos. I hope I want to see that happen. I also want, uh, Connor to win something because he is the best player in the world. He deserves to win something. It's not his fault that he has been subject to incompetent, uh, general managers, his entire career, which is sad. Um, yeah. And I guess to kind of just put a bow on this free agency podcast, it only gets wilder from here, folks. Uh, Eichel still in the mix, clearly for the Rangers, the Rangers Although I've like I said early on in this podcast, I like what they have done in that they have they have made it their mission to transform their bottom six into be a harder to play against team and just players that can be moved throughout their lineup to help stabilize some of their youngest players if they need be, but also that they can just be play traditional roles and have set roles like now it's penalty killing time. now it's crunch time, we're sitting on a lead or go out there. Nothing else we're doing is working, go out there and get a hard working, greasy goal. So that's great. Uh, but I, you have to imagine the Rangers lack of pulling the trigger on a a bigger move is probably most because they still have their hearts uh, set on Jack Eichel. So it's kind of is what it is. Again, we can talk about the philosophical, uh, pros and cons of signing Jack Eichel. Once James is back on this podcast, uh, yeah, I mean, it. even though the first day was absolutely crazy, I, I feel like it gets crazier from here. I mean, there's rumors of Elias Petterson potentially being offer-cheated. I'm sure we'll see some more movement we didn't expect from some other teams. You know, some of the players that were assigned to the Kraken, we've already seen Vanacek come back. It'll be interesting to see if some players get traded back for other futures that were pre Worked out between uh, Ron Francis and some of these other teams, but it yeah it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind of a day. I'm very tired. I've been my eyes hurt. I've been staring at my phone all day, just refreshing it. Uh, happy to just jump on here, try to get my thoughts straight, and keep everyone updated on where we're at as a fan base for the, the New York Rangers and just for the league as a whole. I mean, look, this is good that it has gotten to this point it's definitely been more fascinating recently as we are in the social media era to be able to follow along on the rumors and the speculation it's uh a lot of times fans are say they're angry because they're like come on do we want to see some action they're they're in for it uh rangers fans are with the, are pretty they seem pretty split to me on this whole eichel thing they seem some of them are like if it only takes this player is a throw-in. I Why haven't you done it yet? But the same thing, other fans are like, absolutely do not include these players. They're the future of this team. I think I kind of fallen to the, the ladder. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to trading for Jack Eichel, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw away a player that could be, or a few players that could ultimately be more usable to the Rangers than Jack Eichel, who may or may not be the same player, especially because, yes, he's, He's 25, but he's coming off. It's not just this injury, the neck injury, but he had the high ankle sprain, and he he seems to get injured a lot. He can't. He has a tr- problem staying healthy, and but it's a gamble. And he's a number. He's one of the best players in the world when he's healthy. Probably one of the top 10 centers in the world when he's healthy. You saw what he did two seasons ago. Damn near won the heart, uh, although so did Panarin. But on a team that was absolutely miserable, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's also concerns about his attitude and how he likes to do things and will he be willing to change. But then again, you know, Gallant and this group and that what they seem to be building with Chris Drury and that it, the focus seems uh, laser focused. And even though it's maybe some not not every trade or acquisition has worked out the way Rangers fans was like, the more the, pu- the final puzzle comes together, you're starting to see the yeah, the outline of a better team. And I think that's important because maybe Drury isn't as shrewd in terms of the minutia that makes a good general manager, maybe like Jeff Gordon is, but at the same time, maybe he is a little bit more willing to have the vision and the stick-to-itiveness to just say, screw it, screw what you think, screw what you, the reality of what you think I should wait or should I get or a better deal or this or that. I'm done waiting and i'm gonna make this happen and sometimes there's something to be said for just going for it and just saying we have a plan and i mean even like i said ever all these players they've got they're i wouldn't say they're all analytical darlings at the same time they all seem to have pretty solid underlying numbers so far so maybe they are taking analytics into account much like james and i spoke about last week and, and in a way but in a way that kind of blends that their two wants is that good players that can play and drive good results but are also uh, tough customers and nasty and interface and hard to play against so it just goes to show the two are not mutually exclusive and that Drury and the Rangers brass clearly have a vision for a team that's tough to play against but is also a good team that can make plays because if you like I said you you can be tough to play against but you have to still be able to play as well and the Rangers I mean for all the doom and gloom around the Rangers fan base you f- tend to forget even Losing Bucinavich, you still have now Kako and Lafreniere and Heal for the time being. Uh, and Nils Lungfist potentially, uh, potentially stepping in. And Brayden Schneider, if he doesn't get traded. And Keandre Miller and Zach Jones, who will probably, as good as he is, will probably have to spend some time in the AHL just because they don't have room for him, which is a good problem to have. So, and yeah, who knows? Maybe we will see Will Cooley and Brendan Othman and... Uh, Brett Berard and some of these recent Rangers draft picks from the last few seasons start to make their way up, and you know Evan Verling and Carl Henrikson. Eventually, yeah, some of these guys will surprise us, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, listen, the sky's not falling in New York. Uh, free agents although I mean the the blue check marks are falling all around Twitter as we just constantly and obsessively refresh our phones and wait for breaking trades. And I'm sure the second I stop recording this, even more craziness will go down but such is life of a podcast host thank you for listening to me babble solo for 35 minutes uh looking forward to having james back for our next podcast that drops on monday Uh, again you can always follow us on twitter at broadway boys pod if you want to have something covered or ask us anything yeah just shoot us a tweet uh on twitter and we will address it here on the podcast and yeah i'm very tired my eyes hurt again i'm gonna put drops in it and uh then i'm gonna go to sleep and like i said i know the second i shut my eyes then the rest of uh, the craziness is gonna go down thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at broadway boys pod and please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud or the hockey podcast network.com